How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. This is your host, Thomas Penland. Today on Thursday, June 13th, and you know what that means, guys. Tuesday, June 13th, NBA Finals Game 6 is on tonight. Big game, Warriors-Raptors. Could be the last game of the NBA season. Y'all hear uh, if I think it's going to be the last game or not here in a little bit. I'm not going to leak what I'm thinking, but... First thing I want to do, guys, I want to talk a little bit about this Kevin Durant injury, and I want to talk about the game itself of Game 5 of the Finals. So, before Kevin Durant got hurt, I mean, it was pretty darn clear that the Warriors were the better team. Once he went down, they solely did this for KD. I mean, you watched a group come together and rally around a player in Kevin Durant, and honestly, it was great to see. Klay Thompson averaged seven made threes in elimination games. What did he do? Seven for 13 from three. Hit the dagger, basically, that won the game for them. Steph Curry looked great, too. I thought Steve Kerr made a great coaching decision when he took Curry and Thompson off the floor towards the end of the game. We were all sitting there like, wait, what the hell is he doing? Like, they have to have him on the floor right now. They have to have them. I mean, those two guys, y'all know how it is at this point. Those those are the two guys. That's about all Golden State's got. But no, that lineup worked, and it saved these guys' legs so they could make the big plays down the stretch. That's why, to me, Steve Kerr is the best coach in the NBA, because he makes the balls he calls like that, and they always pay off for him. See, there's a difference. Is A coach, you have to make big-time big calls. Steve Kerr, when he makes the big calls, they seem to work out for him. And that's exactly what he did in this game. Sorry, I froze up there for a little second. Braves had a bases loaded, two outs in the seventh. Got the strikeout, though. Let's go Bravos. So always got to throw my Bravos in the background. But anyway... Um, you know, I just love the resilience of this Warriors team, man. You watch your player like that, Kevin Durant, go down with that injury. That's devastating. I mean, everybody was in every single group chat. I mean, everything I was seeing on Twitter, go slam the Raptors live. Go slam the Raptors live. I was like, eh, I'll pass on that right now. I don't know how this game's going to go. And this Warriors team looks extra motivated, doing it for 3-5. That's what you got to love to see is when you rally around a guy like that. I think Steph, or I think Kevin Durant finally feels like he's really part of this Warriors team. You know, you saw when he went down, he limps back to the locker room. I mean, all of us, every single one of us knew it was done just watching on it. It, made, it makes me sick to even think about it. I'm, I'm very upset about it seeing it happen during I know a lot of people don't like him because he's a snake, this, that, and the other. Look, first off, y'all need to have a damn heart. If that was any, if that was, oh, LeBron James, all y'all be crying your darn eyes out. I mean, did Kevin Durant really change the NBA that much by going to the Warriors? I mean, we've seen how darn good they are without him. Look what they did. They still won the game without him. Perfectly fine. This really upsets me to hear everybody looking at it like that. I have nothing but respect for Kevin Durant. You know, he had the option to go in this game, and he said, no, nah, I'm putting all the line for my team. He's like, we ain't going out like this. I might be out the door next season, but I'm not going out like this. I'm not letting my air in Golden State win like this. That is what a real man does. I have nothing but respect for Kevin Durant. I have probably the most respect for him and those guys in the league. I mean, if I had one foot out the door, I probably would have said, it is what it is, y'all. I'll, I'll see y'all next year in the Western Conference Finals, or I'll see y'all in the Finals next year when I'm over in New York. But no, Kevin Durant stuck it out with the team. I think he finally felt like he's really part of this team. Just seeing the way that they took up for him, that press conference, seeing the way these guys rallied around him. I mean, dude, these guys were hurt, man, and they rallied around KD, and that's what you want to see. I think the Warriors will bring that same intensity and presence in there tonight. They're doing it for 3-5. It's kind of like Auburn when they saw Chumo Kiki go down. To me, it reminds me a lot of that. I mean, you can sit here and say, oh, KD shouldn't have played. KD shouldn't have played. Well, we've had plenty of stories in sports where that we're like, oh, my gosh, he played through that injury. Like, think about Aaron Rodgers earlier in the year when he went down. He came back and played in that game, played hurt. And you could say that about anybody who plays hurt. It's when they play hurt and they do great things that we love it. And when they play hurt and they get hurt, oh, he shouldn't have been playing. You can't look at it from both ways like that. you got to take one side or the other. So I don't even want to hear any of that whatsoever about that. But if you ask me, guys... 
I personally think Toronto is a little bit out of gas. I mean, watching Kawhi in this game, I think that they called that timeout at the end of the game because Kawhi's tired. I mean, 9 for 24, 2 of 7 for 3, 6 for 8 at the free throw line. I mean, that's not crazy good shooting. I mean, playoff Kyle Lowry hit the other side of the backboard on his potential game-winning 3. Playoff Danny Green was back. I mean, the Raptors' role players did not play that well. And what makes what makes you think they're going to play any better on the road? I mean, role players are supposed to play better at home. They clearly did not play very well there. I mean, Siakam 6 for 15. 6 for 15, minus 5 plus minus. I mean, that is not that great right there. I thought Ibaka played well, 15 points once again. I don't know why he's not in the starting lineup for Gasol if you look at this from a Raptors perspective. But I think both teams are equally out of gas. I'm actually going to take the under, I think, tonight. I've not decided. Go look on Twitter for that one. I haven't 100% decided on that one, but I feel pretty good about the under. You know, once you get to game sixes and seven, we, the under hits at the highest percentage. That's the easiest bet to take in them. Like, for that, for example, last round, game six of the um, Bucks and Raptors, and that under hit by 20 damn points. I think that tonight's score will be in the low, will be in the upper 90s. It's kind of similar to that game, but I mean, Toronto's just out of gas, as much out of gas as Golden State is. I'll take Golden State shooting and them at home all game long. The only thing that bothers me a little bit is the size Toronto has compared to Golden State's, but I still think Golden State can outshoot them. And I mean, they're at home, man. Beating them in Oracle is going to be a tough task. I could, I think the Warriors force game seven tonight. I'm on the Warriors minus two and a half. I'm waiting to bet that, though, till about eight o'clock. So I hope the spread goes down a little bit. So that's my reasoning behind my pick right there. I think both teams are equally out of gas. I'm probably going to take the under. Double check with that one with me on Twitter. And I'm definitely taking the Warriors no matter what tonight. So that's the way I'm feeling about this game tonight, guys. I just feel like both teams are out of gas, and I'm taking the experience of the Warriors, man. I mean, it's pretty darn hard to beat them. They don't get beaten very often. Um, I mean, LeBron's the only team to beat them in a seven-game series. So that says enough for you right there. Uh, it's not an easy task at all, and I don't expect Golden State to make it any easier on them tonight. Now, the big reason why that Kevin Durant injury was so big, guys, was not because of the impact it has on this current series. It's because of the impact it has on next season. First, I just want to sit here and take a minute to laugh at these Knicks fans. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that was a fake laugh. I wish I could edit in here a good laugh. Unfortunately, Brett is uh, busy with work, so I can't really have anybody edit things in there for me right now. But... That's a laugh at you Knicks fans right now. <laughs> There's a more legit laugh right there because now I'm actually laughing even more thinking about it. I mean, all I hear from you all season, oh, we're getting Zion. We're getting Kevin Durant. We're getting Kyrie Irving. Hey, to break it to y'all, Kyrie Irving signed with Rock Nation um, with Rock Nation yesterday, so you know what that means. Kyrie go to New York. Jay-Z, owner of Rock Nation. Jay-Z, partial owner of the, of, the, uh, New, of the Brooklyn Nets. I almost called him New Jersey. Shoot, what is wrong with me, man? But that's what I'm saying. I mean, Knicks, what's what's happening here, guys? I mean, if anything, the Knicks, it's not a terrible look to sign KD to that deal. I don't know if he wants to go there anymore. But, I mean, if you're the Knicks at this point, you're not trading for Anthony Davis because you're not winning shit next year, and he might leave you all. So your best bet now is to draft R.J. Barrett and let these young players keep on developing. I mean, the Knicks were literally that Kevin Durant injury away from being the exact team that they are right now. And fortunately, Knicks, y'all are the same team y'all are now, the worst team in the NBA by far. I mean, the Knicks were an absolute joke last year. All, absolutely awful team. I just think it's funny, man. Every single time, oh, LeBron, Bosh, we're getting all these guys. When have the Knicks ever done any of that in free agency? The team is poorly run and everything. It's just funny, man, to see the Knicks get nobody once again. But anyway, that's enough laughing at the Knicks fans and clowning them. I mean, it, it just makes me so happy, guys, to see the Knicks once again miss out on some top free agents. I mean, that's this team is this team. Yeah, it's not good for them. But 
Anyway, I got Kyrie going to Brooklyn now, guys, and this KD injury really just shapes just shakes up the entire NBA offseason. I mean, we were probably looking at Anthony Davis getting traded to the Knicks, um, and Kyrie Irving opted out with, of that deal with Boston. So, I mean, Boston is pretty much not trading for an Anthony Davis because they can't get Kyrie back. They're even putting his jerseys on sale. So that means Kyrie's pretty much out the door. So at this point, if you're if you're the uh, Pelicans, your only trading option is the Lakers. I mean, them, the Lakers apparently offered them everybody but Kuzma. Kuzma so that's Ingram, Ball, Ball, the first round pick, and maybe I think like one other future first round pick. I can't remember if that was the. I know it was those. I don't know if there was that future first round pick in there or not. I mean, that's probably the best trade you're going to get at this point. It's only going to keep getting worse and worse. I mean, Anthony Davis, with Rich Paul saying that he would not re-sign in Boston to be a one-year rental without Kyrie Irving, I think that's correct and that he wouldn't stay there. Because, I mean, if they got Kyrie, I think he'd stay there and run the East with the Celtics. But Kyrie's clearly gone to Brooklyn. I mean, yesterday solidified it for me to see him opt out, to see the jerseys go on sale, to see him sign with Rock Nation. All those tell me Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. Durant, I could still see go to Brooklyn and them just being like, yo, Durant, you can sit out for a year. Could also see Durant opting in with his deal. I only see Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. It's going to happen one way or another. I mean, I just don't know any other team in the league that could convince him to stay and would be willing to give up what they'd have to give up to get him. And I mean, because like give up a better, the Lakers package is not as bad as as, as we think it is. I mean, the Lakers package, I'd, I'd give it like I'd give it a B, honestly, for what the Lakers can offer for Anthony Davis. Give it a B, like, 86, you know, I don't want to give it that B+, plus, but I give it an 86. It's more on that side. It's not a bad trade at all, I mean, realistically. Lonzo Ball, I mean, he's not going to be an extremely good scorer, but he can develop into a good player. I mean, you, the player you can get with that pick, whether you can get Cam Reddish, Jarrett Culliver. I mean, you, there's a v variety of players you can get. Darius Garland, I don't know why they don't go ahead and trade Drew Holiday, too. You have a lot of value in moving Drew Holiday there, so... You know, I just feel like that there's so many good moves that the Pelicans can make to get rid of Holiday as well that they can acquire stuff. So I think that's the best way that they're going to get the most young talent. I mean, Ingram's a good young player. They could ask for other young players in return too. So I would make the move if I'm the Pelicans. Go ahead and make the trade with the Lakers. I think that's probably the best offer they're going to get. But like I said, guys, at the end of the day, just looking through everything, I mean, this Durant injury really shakes up everything. I mean, I think Kawhi's probably going to end up staying in Toronto. Durant could go to the Clippers and sit out. I mean, shoot, the Clippers could honestly even make a run at AD if they felt like they could get him to resign. I mean, the Clippers got lots of good pieces. Don't sleep on Jerome Robinson, man. He's going to take off this upcoming year. But, I mean, it just, it just really shakes up everything. I mean, we thought for sure the Knicks were going to get this stacked up team, trade for Anthony Davis, have Kevin Durant run the East next year. And now that's definitely not going to happen. We probably won't even see Kevin Durant for a whole year. If I was Kevin Durant, I'm taking my player option, staying in Golden State, playoffs, I'm back in the playoffs, playing like 20 minutes a night off the bench. That can get you all the way. I mean, we've seen what the Warriors can do without Kevin Durant in the Western Conference. I mean, they can do the exact same thing again, just ease him, just keep easing him back in throughout the playoffs and win another title, which... I think it's probably, if I had to set the odds, I would set Golden State staying there as the favorite. You know, Durant's love there and everything, and that they lose this title would even give more value to him being with that team. So there's a lot still up in the air, guys, and this really just changed the entire landscape of everything. Other free agents like Kimball Walker says he'll stay in Charlotte for less money. I think that he's kind of trying to play that, you know, loyalty card and hope that they give him the Supermax because Kimball will be paid if he were to stay in Charlotte. Absolutely paid. So... That's another thing to think about, too, there. Unfortunately, I think the Lakers, I mean, if the Lakers get Anthony Davis, they have higher chances, you know, of 
putting everything together and getting some free agents. But without getting that Anthony Davis trade, the Lakers are the exact same team once again next season. So this Kevin Durant thing, guys, really has shooken up the entire just layout and landscape of the league. I think the Clippers and Brooklyn are the only two teams. I, mean, I guess the Knicks, too, did pay um, Kevin Durant have them sit out. I don't see Kevin Durant going to the going to the Knicks, though, in the offseason. I think that Brooklyn, the Clippers, and staying where he's at are the only three options he has right now. So... That's my take on everything that's going on right now. Everything KD, all this madness and craziness. So I got, like I said, guys, tonight I'm writing Golden State at minus two and a half, and I'm taking under 212. I think both those should give us some winners tonight. Currently four and two. Yeah, four. No, I guess three. No, four and two on these on these picks because I've only lost – We've played five games. I'm three and two on them, and then I also had the had Raptors first half in game one. So four and two right now, so far. Pick Toronto every single game tonight is the first night I'm picking Golden State, and let's hope we're right, guys. I mean, winning in Oracle is not that easy of a task, and Toronto's role players did not play that well last game. So I'm running on both teams being out of gas here. That's my take on it. I mean, if you think both teams are going to rest up somehow magically, then by all means go on the opposite sides of me because that's what it should be if you think that. But I'm on the sides of both teams being out of gas. Let's get paid tonight. Let's have a good night tonight, guys. Once again, I appreciate everyone tuning in. I promise next week we'll be back to the normal way of doing things. This week's just been kind of a little hectic, but I had to get something out for y'all.